and welcome to Deeply Curious. My name is Cody Jensen, and joining me in our New York City studio apartment is the world's leading expert in the Enneagram, <laughs> my wife, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> and in this episode, we're going to jump into personality test and the Enneagram specifically. But before that, I just want to say a huge thank you to our sponsor, Hint Water. Hint is a water that is sugar and sweetener free. Um, they make still and sparkling versions. And the flavor is so good. And we highly recommend it. I've gotten to the point where if I don't have a hint during the day, I like, I crave it. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. It really is replacing like my soda. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing for me and flavored water and especially hint is that it just eliminates my need, like my primal like let's be honest addiction to like uh like the carbonated feeling of soda plain water gets really boring if it's the only thing you drink all the time yeah so this is just like a nice little yes so if you need a a guilt-free uh treat (laughs) treat uh, yourself treat yourself to some hint and you can do that um i mean it's in like pretty much every grocery store i've been into but also you can go to hint.co slash deeply curious to uh check it out and that also supports the show. Yeah. So let's jump into it. I have the uh, Enneagram expert here with me. Um, and what what do we what what what's well, the what is the Enneagram? What, what are we talking about? First, I just want to say, don't turn off this podcast if you're not into personality tests because um, the Enneagram is completely different than any other personality typing system thing that I've ever like encountered. And so just hear us out for a second. That's all I'm going to say. The Enneagram is a personality typing system, Um, but it's different than like Myers-Briggs is another hugely popular one. Um, But I feel like Myers-Briggs is pretty shallow. Um, It's like a good introduction. Like if you're just starting out learning about personality types, like it's kind of fun and good. Mm -hmm. For Um, those curious what you're Myers-Briggs. My Myers-Briggs is INFJ. And I am a INTJ. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's fun to learn about it, but it doesn't really go into much, I don't feel like. Or or it'll say like, oh, this is how you are, but then like it doesn't tell you like how to be better. I, I don't know. Um, whereas the Enneagram, that's its sole purpose. Its sole purpose is to point out, it sounds depressing, but it's to point out what they call the shadow side. It's like the things of your personality that aren't so good. And then it like gives you strategic um, things to put in place of like how to change that, how mm-hmm. to be a better, healthier person. Um, so that's why I like the Enneagram over all the other typing systems that I've encountered. I also think though that the reason we even like personality tests like mm-hmm. to begin with is because, I mean, a lot of times on the show, we end up getting back to self-awareness. Yeah. And not that like we are the most self-aware people ever, Mm-mm. but I think that we're all on that journey and the the farther along in the journey of self-awareness, the better yeah. because it helps you know who you are, why you make decisions. And so you can make better decisions in the future. For yourself and for the people around right. you. I think that's also just as important as knowing yourself is knowing like how you react to things so that you can react to other people better. Right. Um, but the Enneagram is its origin is weird and questionable (laughs) and, um, it kind of has a, a lot of, um, different spiritual backgrounds. Like there's some Christian spiritual background, there's Sufism, there's Judaism. Um, it's just kind of like, unknown really where it actually came from um but it does have more i guess you would say more like spiritual aspects to it than just like the like i feel like the myers-briggs is very basic very like business practical and the enneagram is a lot more like spiritual than that not spiritual in a religious way but like just spiritual like it's it's more about your core like yeah your like soul than right than just like your head which is more Myers-Briggs. Exactly. Um, so it's kind of questionable where it came from, but it does have like spiritual background. Yeah, they say it's like an ancient personality ancient. typing system. Yeah. Um, so I guess I should go through like the basics of 
of what it is. Yeah. Um, so it, there's nine types. And then um, with it's on this like weird. It looks like it's a weird symbol. It looks yeah, kind of like new agey. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, describing it audibly. Is not possible. Yeah, it's a little weird. But I mean, basically, if you picture a circle and then picture somebody drawing like a nine pointed star right. coming out of the circle. Yeah. But it's not a perfect star. Yeah. So and they, I mean, they all like intersect yeah. and connect in different ways. Yeah. It, it's hard and they to all describe mean something. But it, you, you just have to look up just the Enneagram symbol to like really picture it. But. Yeah. Um, but it looks kind of like a new agey symbol. But there's the nine types around the circle and they're split into three. It's called the triads. So there's the head triad, the heart triad and the gut triad. And this is kind of like your initial reaction, like how you live. You live from your head, Mm -hmm. from your heart, or from your gut. Um, And then each triad has kind of its own, um, like, specific pain point, I Mm -hmm. guess you would call it. Like, the gut is anger. The heart is shame and guilt. And the head is fear. Um, So they kind of, like, that's that's kind of like your your base baseline kind mm-hmm. of like that's how you react to everything is out of anger fear or um shame so within each type though so you have the nine types and then you're in one of the triads within each type you have a wing type so your wing type i see this mistaken a lot on the internet you cannot have you cannot be a five wing two it mm-hmm. doesn't happen because the only two numbers on the enneagram circle are the by the five is a four or a six yeah those are the only wings you can be which is why they're called wings because if you were to spread out your arms like wings wings. it's it's what you're going to touch on each side yes so you can't be like a seven wing four that's just not possible um i've seen that mistaken a lot and then you also have stress and security numbers so if you're like in a healthy spot you integrate you like adopt characteristics of a certain number um and then if you're in stress, if you're having a difficult time, you adopt unhealthy characteristics of another number. So there's a lot that like goes into play and that's actually not all of it. There's also the, um, what are they, they called the variant things. And mm-hmm. I actually haven't even studied those yet. Um, so you can, there's technically like 24 types in the Enneagram and it's kind of confusing, but if you just start with the basics of this is my type, this is my triad, and this is my wing type, you can learn so much about who you are it's insane yeah sarah is an advanced uh enneagram um i've been studying it for like two years i think yeah but we're gonna try to keep it as basic as we can yeah here to kind of just describe to you what it is and why like why we think it's important yeah and, and maybe why you should like look it up or like study it yeah so um I have like six books on the Enneagram, but there's this one that's kind of my favorite. It's called The Road Back to You by Ian Morgan Cron. Um, And he, there's a quote in here that he mentions. And I think it just um, kind of explains like why the Enneagram is important. Mm -hmm. Um, It's from Flannery O'Connor, which shout out. And it says, to know oneself is above all to know what one lacks. It is to measure oneself against truth and not the other way around. The first product of self-knowledge is humility. Mm -hmm. And I think that explains the Enneagram. Like the Enneagram is not to make you feel good. It's not to be like, oh, I'm a two. Like that's not what it is. Yeah. If you, when you find out your type, it's humiliating on a a certain level. Mm -hmm. It's like when I found out my type, I literally threw the book across the room and didn't touch it for three months. I was so angry because it described me so perfectly And, like, described the things that I don't really like about myself so perfectly that it made me mad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think you've told me many times that, like, they say that the the type that makes you the most angry is probably going to be your type. Yeah, you can be pretty sure that that's yours. And that's the whole point. The whole point is that it points out the things that you don't really want to pay attention to Mm -hmm. and teaches you how to overcome them. Right. Whereas, like... I feel like other personality typing systems, especially like Myers-Briggs and things like that, it points out, it does point out your weaknesses, yeah. but I think it more focuses on your strengths and the, and the ways that like you think about things. Yeah. And so it's good to know your strengths, but I think that the Enneagram is, 
able to point out things that allow you to go on the road or the journey to health. Right, because you're you know, strongest yeah. when you can accept like everything about you, right. right? So I think that's what the Enneagram does. And I also feel like if you, like a lot of people have issues with personality tests and things like that because of how other people perceive them to be mm. after, like I listened to a podcast, I think you sent it to me, where they were talking about like, we want to be sorted into Harry Potter into the houses because mm-hmm. that explains who we are. And mm-hmm. there's like this, this need for us to like fit somewhere. Right. Um, but it's like turned out negative for a lot of people because now, uh, especially like in jobs, they're like giving out the Myers-Briggs and they're like, Oh, you're an INFJ. You can't solve problems or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like there's like, all these like, Oh, you're so you. emotional. Yeah. We can't trust you with this presentation. It doesn't fit your personality. Exactly. And that's not it at all. And that is why I think Myers-Briggs in particular is a little surface level. Um, but the Enneagram actually shows you like your actual core strengths and like how to overcome your weaknesses so that you can be strong. It's like, it embraces your weaknesses in a way and like right. it makes you strong because of the weaknesses. Yeah. Tell them about um, what they say personality is, like what the Enneagram describes as personality. Yeah. So personality, the word personality comes from Greek or something. I can't remember. Um, the word is like persona or something like that, which literally means mask. And so um, your personality is a mask of like how you go out into the world to like shelter yourself and um, protect yourself from the world. So basically every single person has had something happen to them and the Enneagram calls it a childhood wounding. So whether it was an actual wounding, an actual traumatic experience or a perceived wounding, it is something that happened to you and then you developed these, um, coping mechanisms to protect that part of yourself and then as you become an adult that coping mechanism actually hinders you from being who you are Mm -hmm. and that's what the the enneagram is about breaking that down basically yeah um so basically your personality is a mask yeah it's 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 the thing that you wear to present yourself to the world yeah to protect your soul yeah so like it's almost like Every single person comes out with like this one core like mm-hmm. soul. And then throughout our nurturing, we have these things that happen to us or perceived to be happening to us that then we develop, like you're saying, like all these things that yeah. we use to like shield ourselves, which become that mask, which become our personality, mm-hmm. which our personalities obviously have very positive traits to them as right. well. But the Enneagram specifically... It's about finding these things that are the core of that mm-hmm. so that you can overcome them. Mm-hmm. It, the Enneagram is the uh, the Karamo of a personality test. <laughs> Karamo. <laughs> I just need him to give me a pep talk every single morning when I wake up. I'll be like, yes, I got it. I actually thought about that this morning. I should make a... A, a to-do list every day or like the night before and like what would tan tell me to wear what would uh jonathan tell me to do for self-care what you know and like make out like a, yeah queer eyes the best <laughs> anyways yeah. off topic um yeah i think f- for me the enneagram has really helped me has pointed out my um my patterns and like taught me Like I can actually catch myself in my cycle of patterns Mm -hmm. now, which I think is huge in self-awareness. Like whether I decide to like combat it or not or act on it or not, I know what I'm doing in the middle of it, which I think is huge. It's like the the uh, the nine step process or whatever the the step processes of like addiction and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like with all of those, it's always the first step is recognizing it. And that's like. The first step in the journey of self-awareness is that it's not that you, you know, uh, fight off these demons day one. Right. It's the fact that like, oh, 
this this time around in the cycle, I actually recognize that I'm in the cycle. Yeah. And that is better than the last time. And it, you may not be able to fix it that time. Right. But the next time you go through it, now you recognize it and you take a step to like yeah. maybe get out of it. And I know not to take it out on anybody else because mm-hmm. I can recognize what I'm doing and like the destructive patterns that I have. And I know not to get mad at you or my best friend because they're not babying me enough like Mm -hmm. my emotional turmoil is not their fault you Mm -hmm. know um which is i mean huge for relationships yeah so that is like i mean a very basic general like overview of of what enneagram not necessarily is but why like why i think it's important yes um and kind of what it is um so there is nine types and it would take way longer than one podcast to actually get into like every single type what it means and all that type of stuff but just so everybody has like a general like very quick Mm -hmm. uh like um example Mm -hmm. of of what each type is sarah's gonna like go through just give you one sentence for each type and then we're we're gonna talk about our types and what that means for us personally and in our relationship yeah So type one is, they call them the perfectionist. These are ethical, dedicated, and reliable, and motivated by a desire to live the right way and improve the world. Um, I don't know a person for every single type, but I know some of them. So like a type one is Brene Brown. I'm pretty sure she's a type one. Um, Very like just and like perfectionist. Um, Type two is the helper. So they're warm, caring, and giving. And motivated by a need to be loved and to be needed. Like um, a Michael Scott. Yeah. <laughs> like, do I care if everybody hates me? No. But yeah. I do, need people. <laughs> yeah. Do do I want everybody to love me? Uh, or do, no, I, do need, I need, need everybody, everybody to, to love me? me? No. no. Do, do I, I want, want them to? to? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, type three is called the performers. These are success-oriented, image-conscious, very productive, um, typically a lot of times creative, um, but very much about success and like don't want to look like a failure, mm-hmm. which I mean nobody wants to look like a failure, but... Right. Um, and also, before we move on, the... Like with the Enneagram, they say that everybody mm-hmm. is a small part or a myriad of all of the types. Yes. So you may recognize pieces of each of these in you. Right. That's the beauty of the Enneagram, I think, is that it's, it's, you are dominant in a certain type is what they say. Like right. you, you may be like a type four, but you're just, you're dominant in type four and you can see other aspects yeah. of yourself in every type. Um, and I actually kind of like that that it doesn't but i'm a type four so it doesn't put me in a box which i enjoy right (laughs) um so yeah you're gonna be a little bit of every single type but there's just gonna be one that stands out yeah it's just the one that you like that recognizes that that wounding in you and that's like the things that you have to like watch out for the most yeah but it doesn't mean that you can't have amazing or bad traits from any other right type either correct um type four is the romantic so they're creative sensitive and moody motivated by a need to be understood um and avoid being ordinary so there you go (laughs) um type five is the investigators these are like analytical researchers um very private and i think usually pretty introverted like pretty much okay with being on their own um Type six is the loyalist. So they're committed, practical, and witty. Um, they're worst case scenario thinkers. That's, I, I know one six and that's definitely like kind of their tell. It's like they figure out, okay, what's the worst case scenario? And that's what I'm going to focus on. Yeah. Um, type seven is the enthusiast. So four, all four of my best like girl friends are all sevens and this oh man they are fun spontaneous and adventurous um, motivated by a need to be happy um and they avoid pain so they kind of like skirt over pain by pretending and like ignoring the fact that they hurt and then Mm -hmm. they just try to be the entertainer um type eight is the challenger so they're commanding intense and confrontational Motivated by a need to be strong and avoid looking weak or vulnerable. 
This is Cody, by the way. <laughs> um, type nine is the peacemaker. So pleasant, laid back, accommodating, motivated by a need to keep the peace um, and avoid conflict. Yeah. So that's the nine types. Yeah. So um, the direction that we figured we would take like this podcast um, specifically is like talking about our types um, and, and kind of like what that means for us and also kind of how that mean how that uh plays out i guess in operation in our relationship yeah yeah okay so i'm a type four like i said when i found out my type i was really mad um mostly because it pointed out the things that i already knew were unhealthy about myself but they put it into words and i didn't like that um so what it's like to be a four um I have, these are just like sentences that kind of describe a four. I have so many feelings in a day that it's hard to know which ones to pay attention to first. That's very true. Um, melancholy is comfortable for me, so it's annoying when people try to cheer me up, which is also very true. Mm. Um, I'm okay with sad songs, sad stories, and sad movies. Overly happy people give me a headache, <laughs> which is also true. Sorry if you're overly happy. I like you. Just tone it down a little. <laughs> Um, lots of people misunderstand me and it makes me frustrated. I worry a lot about abandonment. Um, and sometimes I just disappear and go radio silent. All of those are very true for me. I am very much a four. (laughs) Um, I think for me, the biggest thing about a four is One, I do like sad things. I gravitate toward like sad, melancholy, kind of depressing things. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't depress me like they depress other people. Um, I'm all about my feelings. Like what they, what the Enneagram says about a four is that um, it says you are your feelings. And if your feelings are always changing, then your identity is always changing. Um, So we never quite know who we are. Uh, which is just so true. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. And um, we worry a lot about abandonment. So the childhood wounding is kind of that. Like at some point or another, you felt or were abandoned. And so you just kind of live your life believing that everyone is going to abandon you at some point. And you employ these coping mechanisms to protect yourself from that. So you like, maybe you get really close to a person and then you back away because. You're like, oh, no, I'm counting on them and they're not doing, they're not like fulfilling, mm-hmm. you know, the hole in your soul. And so you like push them away and you kind of do this push pull dance with people. It's all very emotional and contradictory. That's a four. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very typi- contradictory. Very, very contradictory. Um, but typically fours are, there are a lot of the like poets and novelists and creatives, um, I like this book because it tells you a few famous fours um, or famous whatevers. Yeah. And um, this one's The Road Back to You. Yeah. Uh, the famous fours that he mentions in here is Amy Winehouse, Vincent Van Gogh, and Thomas Merton. So, I mean, pretty creative people. Mm-hmm. Basically, fours just, like, don't know where they belong. They're, like, trying to find a place where they fit and, like, no nothing fits. But then also they don't want to fit. Mm-hmm. It's like, again, very contradictory because we just want to belong somewhere, but we don't want to be ordinary and we don't want to be like one of the crowd. We want to definitely yeah. stand out. But then when we stand out, we have that sense of like, nobody understands me and nobody, you know, it's confusing. Yeah. And a four is in the heart triad. The heart triad. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of shame and <sighs> all that. Yeah. And being married to Sarah for almost 10 years had i mean it is definitely very true that just how contradictory just within her own head not like she's contradicting things but like she will have simultaneous opposing thoughts where she becomes her own worst enemy oh yeah legit yeah i well for let's give an example um my i just had a contract job that ended so i'm like trying to figure out like okay do i need to get another job do i need how do i make money blah 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 blah. literally i'll be like 
oh my gosh, this is it. I'm going to do this. And then not two minutes later, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. I think I need to go get a real job. And I'm just like constantly like up and down and up and down. I have no idea what I'm doing ever. And that is so foreign or and or frustrating for me because like there'll be like what she's saying there'll be one day she's like oh i know what i'll do i'm gonna do this and i'm like yes exactly let's let's do that let's go all in let's make it happen and then like the next day she doesn't do that because she's so overwhelmed overwhelmed and then like i think i may just need to go get another job or whatever whatever and i'm like we we literally just had this conversation (laughs) about trying to do this other thing like what are you doing just do it like for me it's just like just do it. It's very simple for you. It is. It's the binary opposite. of just do it. Yeah, is the opposite <laughs> for me. Here's actually the road back to you. Says four's moods are like fast moving weather patterns. <laughs> In the blink of an eye, they can go from up to down, back to average, then plummet, then soar, and finally return to baseline. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's it's so true. I I really do. I like. Now I can accept the fact that I'm a four and I kind of like it. Um, but well, I've always, I don't know, see contradictory, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, I kind of like that I'm a four. I like the, um, like the creative aspect of my personality and like the, the thoughts and just the things that I can just see. Like I'm really good. I, I feel like I have really high empathy um, Definitely. And that is part of a four because they can see nobody at me about shades of gray, but they can see all shades of gray. And how else do you say that now? Like mm-hmm. without the stupid. Sorry, I don't judge you if you read or watch shades of gray, but how do you say shades of gray without anybody thinking about it? <laughs> um, I can see like every point of view mm-hmm. and, and I get it. And so I, I appreciate that about me. And I like that I can just sit here and just think of things and like have all these weird, interesting conversations. Um, but it's like the yeah roller coaster of emotions that I can't really get under control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. So for me, I am a type eight. Yes. So what are some of my... Uh, sentences. So your descriptors are doing things halfway is not my spiritual gift. True. Um, yeah. Um, it's hard for me to trust people. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that's true a few years ago. Okay. Um, saying no isn't a problem for me. That's, that's true. true. I welcome opposition. It's true. Um, I don't like it when people beat around the bush. Oh, that's very true. <laughs> um, I don't have much respect for people who don't stand up for themselves. I mean, it's a <laughs> harsh way to put it, but. <laughs> um, I know I'm respected, but sometimes I want to be loved. Yeah. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Um, I like this one. If God wanted people to wear their heart on their sleeve, he would have put it there. <laughs> I feel like that's you. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, you're pretty harsh, honestly. Um, I've been told that I'm too blunt and aggressive. Definitely. And let's see one more. Oh, this one is so true, I think, specifically for us. In relationships that matter to me, I insist on being honest about conflict and staying in the fight till things are worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Whereas I'm like, get me out of here. I need to think <laughs> for three hours and then I can come talk to you maybe (laughs) exactly I'd rather just like disappear again disappear for a few days (laughs) yes and I'm definitely like just talk it out like Mm -hmm. that's always been like our major let's just get this over with like we talk about it for like 30 minutes and then we can go about our day yeah you are I think I think you've changed a lot in the last couple years I still you're definitely an eight Mm-hmm. Um, but I think your like empathy has grown. Mm-hmm. So some of these maybe sound a little harsh, but I think like at the core, it's, it's still like who you are. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like whenever I, cause I feel like both of us have, I mean, because we are in our late twenties now, mm-hmm. we've gone through, you know, we've matured Yeah, and we've like been on well. a, like 
Yeah, on a maturing process, you know? Yeah. And we're uh, way more self-aware now mm-hmm. and on, like, a journey of, like, emotional health, I guess. Right. You know? And so if I think about those statements, I mean, not that none of them don't apply now, but if I think about them as, like, previous me, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, like, 100%. Yeah, but, and then yeah. And then now it's like, okay, that's definitely... That's definitely who I am whenever I'm tired. I, I also like, think it's who I think it's who you are generally. I just think you've learned different approaches. Yeah, that's probably true. Like I, I understand now like the way I used to just be myself, I guess. Maybe that's not the right word, but I would just like the way I would present Yeah. It seemed very normal to me, but then I after a while I learned the way that that was perceived mm-hmm. by other people and like that it was not received by the other people with like in the same way that I was in my head. Right. And then realizing that and be like, okay, I need to come to this, uh, situation with a little more grace. Yeah. And it's not beating around the bush. Right. It's just, you're still very direct. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're still very direct just in a nice way. Not in a um. Yeah, that's what I'm I would say blunt. Like you, that's you what were. I hope to do. Yeah, you were very like blunt before, and I feel like now you still speak the truth and speak it plainly, but not so, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think you the, have more care in the way you present it. Right. I think previously the way that I presented it came off of as just like mean or rude. Mm-hmm. Or har- like way too harsh, like, yeah. And it, like I, I because I am know what I felt internally, right? I felt I was saying it in within love, I guess. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't anything against the other person, like or anything like that. But I had to learn how to present this new, this like blunt information in a way. That was received well. It's kind of like right. the compliment sandwich, you know? Yeah. It's like you got to tell them <laughs> a, little, a little something nice and be like, also, here's a growth opportunity, but here's also something nice about you, you know? So it's like instead of just coming at them with, you know, that uh, the growth, the opportunity. growth opportunity in the middle, <laughs> that, that peanut butter, you got to give them a couple slices of bread to put it on. <laughs> um, famous eights are Martin Luther King Jr., mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali, Hey-o. Angela Merkel. Who is she? Uh, she's the she's in Britain, right? Oh wait, yeah, that wasn't she the prime minister or is the prime minister? Yes, I think you're right. No, I don't know my my politics stuff very well. Hold on, let's uh, Siri this. I I feel like Merkel's right, but Angela, who is Angela Merkel? Okay, I found this. Oh, German politician. She's the German, German. prime minister. Oh, yes, the or they call the 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 chancellor of Germany since okay. 2005. Well, anyway, she's an eight. Um, yeah, I think the the thing that um, I get from you most is just, or or maybe the thing that like really defines you as an eight for me mm-hmm. is um, just your. Well, I would call it bluntness, but just your like directness directness yes that's it um you just like are who you are and know what you know and that's it and like you really don't have a lot of time for people who are like second guessing themselves and um just kind of like playing this wishy-washy game and like Mm. which is kind of funny because that's me a little bit i'm very i mean i'm contradictory and like don't ever know what's happening in my own head. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of funny that we are together because that's like the thing you hate the most, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would say that I hate it. Well, I know that I am like overly, my personality type is overly sensitive to criticism of any kind. Like you have to be really, not because I can't take it Mm -hmm. because I can. And I, I want like, constructive feedback right but you have to present it to me in a certain way because i take everything so personally like even if it has nothing to do with me whatever it's happening halfway across the world i take it so personally i like 
cry about everything. And so <laughs> like, I, I just take things so personally that you have to be careful how you present criticism to me, I mm-hmm. guess. And you like, that doesn't even come across your radar as far as like how you criticize other people. Well, that's because I don't, you don't have anything to criticize. You're perfect. <laughs> okay. Um, that wasn't the case, like, you know, four years ago. Oh, yeah, you've come a long way. <laughs> okay, honestly. <laughs> like, we did not know how to... I mean, because I think that was, like, a lot of the problem. Like, you're so blunt and so um, direct mm-hmm. and and critical. Like, you are a critical person. It, and criticism isn't bad. Mm-hmm. Critical people aren't bad. Um, I think it just depends on, like, how you're critical and what you're being critical about. Right. Um there's a reason we have like critics it's so that they elevate the taste of everything. Right. right. Like, um, but you are a critical person and I'm so sensitive to criticism. That was like a huge gap mm-hmm. in our relationship. I, I was like, I'm so tired of telling him that I don't want to fight and blah, blah, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I heard that statement. Not that statement. I heard the statement of, I don't need you to criticize me. Like, oh man. So, so, so much. And it took me so, so, so (laughs) long to learn. Yeah, because that is like innately who you are, which is fine. But like innately who I am is the opposite of that. Right. And so it was like a really difficult hurdle which speaking of opposite uh what what's the um you have a book an enneagram book also that describes the relationships of different numbers and what was the descriptor of a four and an eight well so they say that the pairing of a four and and an eight can be one of the most creative couples but also the most volatile (laughs) so (laughs) i because i used to it's not that i didn't think that we on most levels we're compatible because Mm -hmm. I think on most levels we are, but there's like a few key ones that we're just legitimately the most opposite you could be. And it's really difficult to like work on all the time, especially when you don't know it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I read that and I was like, Oh my gosh, this explains everything. (laughs) (laughs) Like just, Because I think, like, if we're not careful, we can be volatile because we're both very stubborn. We tend to be very stubborn, very spiteful um, for different reasons. Mm. But, like, if somebody tells me to do something, I'm like, whatever. I'm going to do my own thing. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're that way, but more so because Because, because you're right and you know. Yeah, because I already, for, for like, my reasonings or, like, justifications or whatever is, like, because I already know who I am so strongly that if you tell me to do something, if that doesn't fit within that, then I don't care what you have to say. Right. Like, because I'm already very secure in who I am. Yeah. Versus I think that you're, like, so unsecure or insecure, like, Uh in who you are, like, that you don't even know that somebody telling you... You well, and I don't want to be put in a box, too. right? And you don't want to be put in a box. I want to figure out who I am, but I'm gonna to have to try on. Like, I have to learn the hard way, pretty much. Yeah. I, I, I just I can't. Somebody being like, "Oh, you should totally blah blah blah." I'm like, who says? I'm yeah. gonna do what I want. What's really funny about that too is Sarah's so like that, and there there have been. I, countless times <laughs> where like I have said things to you or like given you advice oh, or, you yeah. know, whatever, coached you through whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, however you want to say that. Basically, it's like you have a feeling uh, you don't know what you're doing, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I tell you so many times, do this or do this or do this or do this. Start a YouTube channel and you're where like, you review books. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. No, definitely not. No, like just rejecting everything you that they throw at me. you. Yeah. <laughs> and then like somebody from the outside who's like, uh, you know, a trusted or respected like friend, friend or mentor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they say like literally the same words. And then Sarah will be like, <laughs> Oh yeah, so and so told me that I should start a YouTube channel where I talk about books, and I'm like, "Are you flipping kidding me? How long we've we been married, and how long I've been telling you this?" I'm spiteful. I really am spiteful, but I think I I just I don't want somebody else defining who I am for me, so mm-hmm. I resist. Like I do what I want when I want, and like 
it can be unhealthy. I, don't get me wrong. I don't like condone that piece of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I, it, I tend to um, kind of feel like the rules don't apply to me in certain scenarios. Like, like I don't feel like I should have to go get a full-time job like everybody else or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Like whatever the social norm is, I don't feel like I should have to do that. Um, and that's not necessarily good or bad, but I just think it can, if you don't have the right mindset, it can like really put you in a downward spiral. Yeah. What's also funny is talking about how you're like a sensitive person and things like that is, I mean, I don't even know if I recognize that in the like first few years of our marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, but mostly thinking about how myself and highly sensitive people do not like mesh well like highly sensitive personalities in me like i would i would rather just not even deal with it like yeah because you're so blunt and so direct yeah like if like a highly sensitive person it's more like you know we can be acquaintances or whatever but there's no way we're going to be friends yeah like why would you would hate me within like (laughs) days minutes Yeah. yeah um and i would be like so frustrated that i can't like I have to like uh, tiptoe yeah. like around everything that I say and you know to not like offend you because you're but so highly think... sensitive like that is like I think like I feel like that's like the biggest clash with like my personality is high sensitivity yeah I but I almost wonder and this is literally just, I don't know if this is true I wonder if that's like a different definition of sensitive because I don't feel like I'm that like if somebody uh, needs to tell me something they can tell me right and like I like I said I welcome feedback if it's presented you know in a fair way and not just like attacking and that that's one thing too is that like because I remember like I was one day I was talking about something how frustrated I was with like a highly sensitive person and and you said I'm a highly sensitive person Mm -hmm. and because like the Enneagram says that you are and I agree with what you're saying right now that I think maybe those two two things are separate, like with different yeah. definitions. Because I think that you are a strong feeler. Yes. And not not the definition of like a highly sensitive person that I'm Right. Like, like I'm not sensitive in the fact that you can't like tell me if I'm doing something wrong or that I can't take constructive criticism or that I can't make a joke yeah or even that I I can't like adapt to a certain situation I'm really really high in adaptability um and like I can understand like humor and like even if I don't even if I mean I love a a lot of comedians but there are some of them that I'm like that's a little much for me but I can I can understand it yeah you know you understand it's a joke even if I don't think it's funny. Yeah, even if you don't think it's funny. Yeah, and that's yeah. fine. And I'm not offended by yeah. whatever. Like, I get it. But um, there's some people, like, that... That are so offended by... I think H3H3 was talking about this, yeah. right? Yeah, Um, He made a joke on Twitter or something. And, mm-hmm. like, just completely right right over, over the head, the head yeah. of uh, too many people. Mm-hmm. And I think he said, he said, just because you don't think it's funny... Right. It, it was... um. Uh, oh yeah. So the, the oh, I love that quote. It, he said, "Just because you are offended doesn't make the joke inherently offensive." Yes, that's what it was, and that's exactly. I think that describes like the difference in sensitivity mm-hmm. of what I'm talking or what I think the kind of sensitive that I am, and then sensitivity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's like it's just the any sort of like joke or pushback or I mean I don't know I I don't even feel like it was pushback just like that anytime I would like I say things you know highly sensitive people feel like they have to defend themselves yeah against it or justify it or whatever and it's like I what 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 is even happening right now you know it's (laughs) like it throws me so off just because it's like what did you even hear yeah like yeah because and this is I think a positive, you are never offended. Right. Like anybody can say whatever they want to you within reason. Right. right? I mean, yeah, like, I'm sure, I'm sure somebody could offend me. I mean, like within yeah, reason, right. I mean, they can come to you and they can have their opinions and, and you don't, 
you don't feel attacked by that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really positive aspect. And I think like the eight, the challenger, like they aren't scared of offending people. Like if it's the thing that needs to be said, if it's the mm-hmm. right thing, like that the world needs to hear, like the eight is not afraid to say it. And that is a really positive trait. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really am jealous of your um like i guess work ethic but just like your ability to focus mm-hmm. and like your drive and just like well i've committed to you know three videos a week i'm going to do three videos a week and it's like not even a thing for you whereas like i can't even like the the idea of me putting out three videos a week like i i don't even know what i would do and then i get like so anxious and freaked out in my head that i literally do nothing like <laughs> i i'm like well i can't do three videos so i might as well do nothing mm-hmm. like and that's not that that's so stupid and so i feel like that's really positive traits of yours that i wish i had it, and it's so funny to like to think about that just because you know you are who you are so like for me when I decide to do something I just do it and like he like seeing other people or like watching other like hearing you like talk about that it's like it's almost it's the curse of knowledge it's like I don't even I can't even fathom you know not being that not being that way because it's like I mean it's not that hard you literally just do it Mm -hmm. like you like, yeah. I, it's like people, you you ask you, like, if you were to ask me like, well, how do you do it? And like, or like, how do you motivate yourself or whatever? It's like, well, I committed to do it. So I do it. Do it. Like, yeah. Oh wait, I have a video. So that means I need to go outside. I need to film something. I need to come back. I need to edit. And then I need to post it. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's as simple as it is in my head. Like I get tripped up on the first step, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, um, that's where like, I think maybe we should mention this in the Enneagram, that's kind of like there's levels of health. Mm-hmm. And so um, like for me, cause I, this is like a example for me, there's like nine levels of health within the Enneagram. And like I said, whenever you're in security, you um, adopt characteristics of a different number. And then when you're in stress, you adopt unhealthy characteristics. Um, Whenever a four is healthy and like moving, they call it moving toward integration, which is like when you're secure, Mm -hmm. um, you, I actually do become a dreamer and a doer. Like Mm -hmm. I can do both. Um, but it's whenever I'm like in the average to unhealthy range that I lose my ability to like follow through with anything. Mm -hmm. So that's how I know if I'm healthy or not (laughs) (laughs) is if I'm actually getting work done. So there's that. But I think like that's important to note too. Like, cause you may read something and like think like, like if you're reading the healthy levels, you're like, well, that's not really me. Um, but then you read like the average or whatever. This is usually what happens to me. I read the average and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's me on the page. You know, Mm -hmm. um, it's because like, depending on what level you're at depends on like, like how healthy you are and like Mm -hmm. what kind of characteristics you are playing out in life yeah and i think so specifically thinking about the enneagram and like you know talking about why i think it's valuable Mm -hmm. um i think knowing your own type like we talked about it helps you strive for those levels of health right and like work up the ladder and into being like being the best you you can be type thing but i think Another huge aspect for a lot of people, especially people that we're friends with that have studied the Enneagram, it's so helpful to learn your friends and spouses and and relationships and who they are. Oh, man. Because it helps you realize and know why they're making the decisions that they're making. Yeah. And it it basically, I don't know, for me, like knowing that it just relieves... uh, stress or I don't even know the word of what it would be but just like like we have a lot of friends who are sevens and sevens are the the impulsive and like very spontaneous spontaneous and like exciting but but then also like very little like follow through yeah um and they they have a hard time like well they're very spontaneous so it's like all or nothing and mm -hmm. it's it's like all and then literally the next day it's nothing or you know like 
And that's so like a lot of that is so opposite of me. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I'm all in, I'm all in till it's done. Not I'm all in until I'm tired of it or I forgot. Yeah. Which um, is funny because you are a wing seven. Right. And I am a wing seven. So there are. But like, you have the entertainment aspect. Yeah. There are yeah. pieces of it that I, are definitely me. Um, and I think that's also one of the reasons that I get along with seven so well mm-hmm. is because like you they, can be crazy. they're different. Um, than me, pers- like our personalities are different, but a piece of me is also them. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we like mesh well or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, I mean, it's just my theory. theory. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, what I was getting at though is, you know, there'd be sometimes that we would, you know, know and be hanging out with like developing a relationship and all this stuff with, with these sevens. And, um, like they would do things that I would not understand. Like yeah, like and, it literally makes no sense to anybody else. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Like yeah. why they would do that. Um, and also I would feel myself like sometimes I would feel a little judgmental, mm-hmm. like about what is happening. Um, and like like I was saying, how uh, so I I tend to just be like, I mean, just do it. You yeah. know, like is that is that simple? Um, and and so, but knowing, learning that there are seven, and then learning like their uh core motivations behind things mm-hmm. helped me just like whenever i would see those things i would realize why it was being done mm-hmm. which basically felt like it was released to me yeah, like, like it, it was oh, okay, nothing personal I, against you right it was nothing personal against me it was it was it like i wasn't i don't know it it's wasn't just, even really anything they were doing on purpose like yeah it's just like a way that they their it, personality yeah. tends to act out or right. whatever you want and to it say. wasn't even that i was frustrated with anything it was just that i literally didn't understand right it was just like i was so baffled right by the decision that like it, it was just like I, what, what is how what how, yeah. when what is this thing <laughs> like i do not understand but then like learning their type it was like yeah. oh yeah. and knowing the why behind something mm-hmm. like helps me just like live my life. (laughs) I also think it's really helpful because like to learn, um, what type like your significant people are, Mm -hmm. because then, you know, like, and it's not, I don't mean this to say like they're off the hook or you're off the hook for being a good friend. Cause that's not what I mean, but like, you know what to expect, like what, what they can give you. And like, as far as what needs you need in the relationship, like, you know, like, there's not that, like, unnecessary pressure to be somebody or something that you're not. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it, it relieves a lot of pressure. Like, I know that I can't go to certain people um, because they don't have the capacity to handle my emotional turmoil, right? There's, mm-hmm. like, some types that just, like, can't handle so much crazy. Um, so I know, like, okay, I can go to these people and, like, say whatever I want and they're not going to think I'm a lunatic, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and they can handle my, my roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just, I I think it helps put like, I guess expectations. I don't know another word, but it's like, it's not letting anybody off the hook for being a good friend and it's not letting you off the hook for being a good friend, but it just helps you to understand like, Like, I know that I need, like, a decent amount of empathy from people, but I know that it's not natural for, like, these people to show empathy, so I don't expect too much from them. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, It's really, that's really helpful, especially in friendships, I think. Yeah, because, like, in relationships, we, we expect our best intentions in other people. Yeah. And... And it's always our, an unspoken thing. And our best intentions are not do not match with their personality. So if right. you know like their personality, you know what their best intentions are. Right. And so it like yeah, I mean it's just it just makes and, life easier, I guess. Yeah. And I know I can go to, you know, this one friend and just like again, like the day to day and just be like so contradictory and I know she's not gonna look at me and like back away. <laughs> yeah. Be like, <laughs> you know who is who this crazy person (laughs) yeah Yeah. so i think that that's really helpful in relationships what's so funny about like your roller coaster Mm -hmm. i mean i guess because i just love you and we've been together so long that i just have i don't know maybe learned to deal with it or something Mm -hmm. but 
what's so funny about like your roller coaster is how very middle I am and so like Mm -hmm. steady as far as like emotionally you are literally a steady line like it's like a it's like a thick straight line where like where it's like I go up and down like I have like my excitement is like I used to get so mad at you before (laughs) before we learned how to be married I used to get so mad at you for not getting excited about things Mm -hmm. because I like I love being enthusiastic about things. And I love being enthusiastic too. Yeah, I get but really you don't about show things. it. But it was it yeah. was a point of contention for us for a bit. Yeah. It's like I I not I don't know, a rock maybe too strong, but like I'm just like steady and yeah. like not there's very few things that could possibly get me like so low. Yeah. Um and, you know, same with, like, a crazy high of, like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, I I can't even think of an example nope. where. I remember I was so excited because we were going to go to Gentlemen of the Road, uh, Mumford & Sons Music Festival. Mm-hmm. And um, I bought the tickets. I remember I was freaking out, so excited. Like, it was a big deal that we got to go. Um, and at the time, I was, like, at a full-time job that I didn't like. And so I was trying to do more things that, like, excited me mm-hmm. instead of like getting in this rut and I was just like over the moon about getting to go to this music festival because I had never been to one before and you were like yeah <laughs> it's exciting I was I, so I guarantee you I was a little more enthusiastic no, than that no. you definitely you definitely perceived it that way but I guarantee you I was a little no, more excited than that I was so mad I was like can you be excited? And, and it was like so high and then so angry, like immediate. That was me. And you yeah. were like, I am excited. <laughs> Not a robot. Yes, like a robot. It's also funny. That made me think of how like there are times whenever uh, like you'll tell me something or you'll show me something, you know, because marriage these days is showing each other funny things we see on our phones. Memes and whatnot, um, yeah. And so uh you'll show me something and i'll i'll give you a uh a very obvious nose exhale and uh say that's funny yeah and but then, that's not a and laugh and then you know i'll be like that's funny and then you will be like isn't that funny and i'm like yeah, yeah i be- literally just said the words <laughs> that's funny i know but saying that's funny actually means it's not funny you have to laugh i'm like i think like this cute dog is so freaking cute and he like <laughs> whatever and you're just like that's funny <laughs> uh, that's it's funny. not no <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah i think the enneagram is so important to like be able to recognize those those small things that you can actually just like once you figure them out you can just let them go like mm-hmm. i used to be so mad at you for not getting excited and now i know you just don't show emotions <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't have to be mad at you anymore. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And also for me, I know that you wanting to like go by yourself and Mm -hmm. like basically disappear or whatever has nothing to do with me. Right. And everything to do with just your personality and needing, you know. All humans everywhere. Yeah. To be alone. Yeah. And recharge or whatever. Yeah. I also... A lot of people have actually assumed that I'm an extrovert and they assume that I'm just like the most peaceful person on the planet, which is just so bizarre because I'm in the opposite of both of those. But I think, again, it's the way you like present yourself. Mm -hmm. And so like the Enneagram has like, you know, taught me that. But it's it's just weird to see like how you come across to other people Mm -hmm. and like who you really are. Yeah. So for the Enneagram talking about relationships and stuff like that, mm-hmm. if you are interested in kind of learning more or figuring out what Enneagram type you are, you can totally do it solo, but I would highly recommend maybe finding a friend who is also interested in it yeah. or, you know, a spouse even, but um, just somebody who knows you well mm-hmm. and kind of looking at it together because there are a lot of times whenever you you don't see things yeah. in yourself or like, you know, like Sarah had a really hard time with figuring out what her wing type is, but then right. talking about it with friends, you know, her friends were like, oh, you're absolutely 
you know, wing five. Wing five. Yeah. Um, and you're like, oh yeah, I guess I am. Like, so I would recommend maybe going at it, going to it, whatever, um, with, you know, a friend. Um, so books that mm-hmm. Sarah has read that, um, she would recommend one. I mean, the road back to you by Ian Morgan Cron is it's great. The number one, like, it does beginner. Yeah, it's like, a primer to the Enneagram, but it does have a Christian perspective. So if you aren't, um, if that's not what you believe, um, I would high well just in general, I would highly suggest the Wisdom of the Enneagram by Riso and Hudson. They kind of are, yeah, Riso and Hudson. Um, they kind of, I guess they would be like the main people I they have tons of books on the Enneagram I guess is what I'm saying and Mm -hmm. um but the wisdom of the Enneagram in particular is really great because it it's like an actual textbook study book of the Enneagram Mm -hmm. and so um it tells you it like defines the triads and the wing types and all of that stuff for you so it gives you information and then every chapter of the like the type, there's a quiz at the beginning that you take to like let you know if you might be that type or not. It's like 10 questions or something. Right. But um, the Enneagram is a self-typing system. So you there is a paid test online you can do. It's the EnneagramInstitute.com. I think it's $12 um, that a lot of people have done and, and liked it. But the Enneagram originally was like a self-typing system. And I kind of believe that's how you should go about it because it is a study. Um, so I would suggest the wisdom of the Enneagram. Um, the road back to you is really phenomenal, but it is a Christian perspective. So if you don't have that perspective, um, maybe, I don't know. If, I mean, the Enneagram is the Enneagram, but you know, whatever. Um, and then I would, I would definitely suggest like reading on, on like the Enneagram Um, that's where you, I've read a lot about like different um personality matchings and things like that you can also sign up for like the enneagram thought of the day and they send you a thought or like a suggestion or like a way to be better or whatever specific to your type which is kind of cool yeah and a um question that i have for all of the listeners and viewers is uh I think, and Sarah has considered, um, doing a, like, Enneagram online course, um, and even possibly, like, an Enneagram in-person workshop, and she needs some encouragement to know whether or not people would, uh, actually want that, um, <laughs> it's something we've talked about for a long time, Yeah, and, uh, she needs some confidence, um, so if, if that is something that maybe you would be interested in, um, that, you know, actually paying for a course that, um, Sarah puts together online to help you through your journey in the Enneagram, uh, things like that, or even a New York in-person workshop, you know, for a, a dozen people or so, mm-hmm. um, if, if you would be, uh, willing to do that, um, and she's just looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. She uh she is absolutely 100% qualified, but she second guesses herself. Um she has read so many books and so many of them multiple times. Yep. And studies them on the reg. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely qualified. Um oh. so uh, let us know by hitting this up in the, uh, well, if you're watching YouTube, obviously the YouTube comments, um, you can also, uh, reach any of us, uh, any of us, both of us, either, either of us, um, on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Cody Jensen. Sarah is at Sarah underscore Jensen. Um, and that is the exact same on Instagram as well. You can hit us up there, which we'd highly uh, encourage you to because we like hearing your uh, yeah. thoughts and feedback also if you know the enneagram let me know what your type is yeah because i think that's fun too um if you in our have you been, if you've been jo- enjoying this podcast um also rating and reviewing us on itunes is a huge help too it just um 
it basically tells iTunes, you know, what shows they should be like promoting and pushing mm-hmm. out to more people. So if you think that more people would enjoy this show, doing that helps us out. Yeah. So a huge thank you to our sponsor, Hint. You can check out Hint by going to hint.co slash deeply curious. You can also help out this show by checking out the show notes or the description on YouTube for the list of all of the Enneagram books that Sarah has read. And by using the links to those on Amazon, that also helps support the show. Yep. So thank you guys for listening. Go out there, get more self-aware, figure out what your type is. Live your best life. Live that best life. (laughs) Love better. Live better. You are smart. You're kind. You are important. Yeah. All those things. All the things. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.